hockey coach. Okay. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Episode 109 here of the Pucknologists on Teal Town, USA. Oh, we're going to be talking about some things. But remember, do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit us up on your favorite podcast platform. Follow our forms of social media. I'm sure you're aware of all of them. YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Reddit. You can ping us for that special Discord invite. <laughs> Remember, if you ever miss a show, you can catch it on your favorite podcast platform, everything on YouTube and everything on TealTownUSA.com. Tonight, please. We've got one Ms. Rocket backhander. And finally, our man, Dan. Let's get into it. How you guys doing? What's going? Oy, 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 oy. What a hell of a couple weeks it has been. Uh, have you enjoyed the hockey so far over these two weeks, Rock? Uh, yeah. That's confidence inspiring. Uh, hockey jerk. You know, I'm I'm really excited that we're back. You know, I'm excited to to get this preseason preview done. Wait, what do you mean it's still last year? <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was the preseason preview. <laughs> oh. Uh, all right. So we know what happened in round three. Tampa takes care of the Islanders in six games. Uh. <sighs> Look, did did this last longer than some of us might have expected? Uh, perhaps, but I know Jerk, you you seem to. I don't know what's your take. Do you think Barzell was banged up and just stuff didn't roll, or do you think Tampa is right where they should be? Well, I, I think in this case, I think two things can be true. Um, you know, they showed Barzell on the bench. Oh God, I think it was either during Game Four or Game Five. But like, you know, his. His, his nose kind of looked like he had spent an hour, like, blowing it with paper towels. And I think he had, a, like, a cut on his face. And he just looked, like, he looked done. Like, he looked like he was, like, no matter what I do, it just doesn't work. You know? And so I think him not being at full, at full gas obviously sucks for them. But also, you know, even though Tampa Bay kind of played with their food in this series a little bit, they're still a very elite team. And uh, I think a smart person picked them to win this series, but I, I, I think you're right where it, it definitely went a bit longer than it probably should have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rocket for your Eastern conference matchup. I mean, what did you think of the full sale bubble hockey? That, uh, the, the Islanders are probably the most boring group of men to ever skate the game of hockey in the history of the game, holy shit, they are boring. They're boring as hell. They're boring. That was that was the most boring Eastern Conference final. I was bored. I mean, like, okay, by the fourth overtime, maybe not so much. But, like, before that, bored. Well, yeah, and the problem was Tampa Bay scored all of their goals in the first game. <laughs> Fair. You're correct, sir. Uh, let's move on to, well, first, Tampa Bay, they touched their Prince of Wales trophy. Oh, my God. Who knows what that means? Nothing. Uh, Oh, and I forgot to mention this earlier on, so I'll say it now. Remember, during the live shows, if you would like to support, you can use the Super Chat option uh, to donate, or you can use Venmo at Teal Town USA. 
There you go. Just forgot forgot that one little part earlier. Uh, Dallas versus Vancouver. Let's be honest. This is the one that I really wanted to talk about. Uh, mm. Game one, you know, Dallas. You mean Dallas versus Vegas? Oh, I'm sorry. Dallas versus Vegas. Yeah. It's, again, I still feel like Vancouver should have won that series. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I would have preferred that. Uh, Same. Dallas wins one nothing. VGK goes four straight without a goal scored by a forward at five on five. Flurry, uh, I don't know. I think he lost his last game as a knight. And um, I don't know. Are we just gonna hang here? What are we? What are we up to? We don't know. Um, I, thought the, <laughs> I thought the mascot. I thought the mascot revealed. Whoa! And you know what that sounds. I'm means. sorry. Our time is up. <laughs> Yikes. Wow. Good Lord. All right. You know what that sound means? It's time for the super secret fun zone. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's time for the password. The password is. <laughs> I think Rocket's laundry is done. Yeah, I think that could be it. Yay. So now that, that Rock has returned, uh, <laughs> I hate when that happens. Um, game two, VGK would shut out the stars. Oh, they got absolutely owned. Kudobin, or I'm sorry, Hudobin gets yanked. Who? And then since then, it's just been all Dallas all the time. You, you know, 3-2 in overtime. Bizarrely in this one, Dallas challenges for goalie interference and gets denied. Somehow the Sharks were called for this, like, almost the exact same thing in the playoffs. And oh, fine, whatever. Uh, Dallas scores 31 seconds into overtime on a great feed from Pavs to Radulov. Game four, of course, Dallas two, Vegas one. Pavs tying it up midway through the second would screen uh, Leonard on the second goal. Uh, only four goals for Dallas in the first three games. Power play 0 for 5 at this point. Then in game five, Dallas three, VGK two, another one that goes to overtime. Once again, Vegas taking a lead into the third period that they can't hold on to. <laughs> Losing in overtime on a Garyanov goal. Zach White cloud cries as his delay of game penalty leads to the game winner. In this one, the power play two for four for Dallas. VGK 0 for 3. Again, VGK unable to come back from being down 3-1 in a series. If you only knew how simple it was. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the, Vegas can't blame the refs in this one, guys. Dallas power play three for thirteen, although they had two in game five. Vegas three for twenty-two, so Vegas had almost twice as many power play opportunities. So you you can't blame the refs for this one, guys. Sorry. So uh, Rocket, I'll start with you. Is Vegas uh, perhaps starting to get a choker label? Uh, no, I think this is a, a sad instance, at least in this case, this is a sad instance of uh, Pete DeBoer hockey in full form. They weren't getting any shots to the front of the net at all. And for the amount of time that they had possession of the puck, they didn't get any shots off. It was just, it was a lot of pass, 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 line blender, pass, 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 line blender, you know, so... That's that's to me. It was like this. This looks familiar. So I don't really necessarily think it was the team. I think it was the coach. Well, what changes for Vegas, jerk? I mean, they blow a three-one lead last season. They get knocked out in five this season, despite being the overwhelming favorite going into the final four. 
What aside yeah, from Flurry being gone? <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it's kind of tough because the way this Vegas team was built, like they were built to win a Stanley Cup. You know, they had two number one goalies. They had a really good blue line. They have really good group of forwards. I think ultimately what it what it boils down to is is just the injuries. You know what I mean? I like. Uh, I mean, Mark Stone. Mark Stone's their best player. He had a bad wheel. You know, for oh. the whole conference final. You know, Riley Smith wasn't doing what he's oh. been doing prior to the Western Conference Final. Same with Max Pacioretty. Same with with Jonathan Marchessault. So, so I, I I think it's I think the choker label. I think it might be a little too soon to assign that. I think in this case, it's just a matter of they were just too banged up to do anything. Um, I'm certainly not shedding any tears for them, um, but that's just the way it is, you know. And I think you're saying, what do you change? I mean, I. I don't know. I I I think maybe one or two forwards maybe get sent out just to make room for some guys coming up. But if I'm you know if I'm Kelly McCrimmon, who's their GM, I I'm making very little changes to that team because it's still built to win. I think Ryan Reeves had what six minutes in that last one. Do you think he's still on this team? <laughs> uh, I mean, he did sign a contract extension uh, during the pause, so. I didn't say yes. I wonder if he gets if he gets uh shall we say exposed. I don't know. <laughs> He's gonna be on the Sharks next year. Oh. Don't you know? They're gonna claim him on waivers because they need some of that Michael Haley toughness. Oh god. <laughs> Christ almighty. Oh, god. If if that happens, I'm gonna have to like just step away from the table for a season or two. <laughs> And Ryan Reeves actually signed a two-year extension, so uh, we will get him for even longer when we claim him on waivers. <laughs> <laughs> great, great. Uh, and if you've left, if you've left this uh, this podcast, uh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, Dallas does not touch the Campbell Trophy, so what again means nothing. <laughs> Cracks me up. Uh, Performance-wise, when it talk when it comes to former Sharks, Pavelski one goal. One assist, but they were pretty goddamn meaningful. <laughs> the one goal tied game four, the one assist, the overtime game winner in game three. Barkley Goodrow, on the other hand, lazy bastard, six games, one assist. Now, was it a pretty significant assist in game six? Yeah, huh? But any. Probably the most significant. Uh, could could be. Guy, guy has uh, starting to build a little reputation for showing up in overtime. Um, uh, from well, he, somebody named for, Putt Guy, he gave us one ninety nine. That was pleasant. Uh, because hey. because nobody in Vancouver. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but let's talk about the one thing that, I, of course, means so much to me. Uh, are these like the worst conference champions ads you've ever seen in your life? <laughs> Holy crap, dude! They just fanatics turned around and said, "Okay, I'm we're gonna take." A bunch of leftover hockey fights cancer caps, right? Because I, I don't understand what the purple tint on the front. I don't know if that's just a photo thing that they screwed up on or, or if that's the way the hat actually looks. But it's clear they just said, okay, we just need a run of black hats and then we're just going to like heat press or glue some crappy looking you know, boring patches on the front of them and there you go. Like, You know what those are? Those are Minecraft hats. These, they <laughs> suck. I mean, you look at the championship hat that I have from the Sharks back in 2016. It's full-blown stitched, you know, the logo, everything, sharp. 
this, it's like, wow, this is just, man, everything that Fanatics does is on the cheap. I swear to God. But I would be remiss if I don't at least add that I could sum up the entire Vegas-Dallas series in a single photo. I think I kind of go with that. Just Pavelski having Marcia's show bent over. I think that is probably just about right. Fair. Love it. Love it. Feels good to me. So we now have our Stanley Cup final matchup. I mean, going into this one, yeah, I'm because of the Murphy's Law that the Sharks have gone through from the beginning of this season, I just assume that Tampa's going to win just to make it so that first-round pick that Wilson got for Goody is just one more rung lower. You know what I mean? But Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rock, are you rooting for Pavelski? Are you rooting for Goodrow? Or do you just, like, not even care? Look, I think as a Sharks fan, this is a win. Period. You know, like these these two little little those little cosmonauts have been shot into space, and now they're both like you know fixing to take steps on another planet. And so for us, as having watched these guys and supported them throughout their careers, I think that it's this is a no lose situation if you're a Sharks fan. I think so. For me personally, I am sort of pushing for Goody because I think it would be a really nice uh, a nice middle finger to everybody that kept him in the doghouse for such a long time. Jerk. Well, you know, talking about that that Murphy's Law the Sharks experienced this season, I mean, if if you're going to keep with that theme, neither Tampa Bay nor Dallas would win uh, this series. But here we are. Uh, (laughs) This one is a very hard choice for me. I've always been kind of a Tampa mark, if you will. And, you know, I like the Lightning. I think they're a good team. Um, But... Everybody here knows how much I love Joe Pavelski, so it, it, it's tough. I, As Rocket would say, I just want both teams to have fun. Um, you know, I whoever wins, whoever loses, I don't really care. I just don't want to be bored out of my mind watching this series. And that's, I don't know, that's really all I have to say about it. I mean, <laughs> one game I, in, it I, hasn't been too boring. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very surprised that Dallas kind of dunked on Tampa Bay a little bit to start, but if you follow me on Twitter you saw that I think Dallas is going to win this series. So And see, and for, even though Dallas is taking game one, I'm still thinking that Tampa could do Like, the head says Tampa, the heart wants Dallas. <clears throat> we'll see what happens. Uh, and the reason why I asked about the rooting for Pavs thing is because I've seen a contingent on social media that are just, they're just like, hey, you know, that's a hell with Pavs. You know, it's like, if you're not a shark, I don't root for you. I don't care who you, <laughs> you know, who you are, what you did. But yeah, I don't like <laughs> Mar- Marlowe. How dare you? How dare you earn a raise and then take said raise? How dare you? Like, <laughs> like what is wrong with people? Yeah. How how dare you like go to the team that was going to give you that third year that you wanted? You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, I guarantee you, these same people are just like, oh yeah, Patty, oh Patty, Patty, oh, Patty. No, no, I'm just like if they're not wearing teal, don't care, and I'm like. Ah, man, there's certain players I think I think you, you kind of have to feel for. Uh, everybody knows I'm a huge Pavs guy, so of course I'm rooting for this guy. But does a Pavelski, does the image of Pavelski holding the cup over his head, wearing a Dallas Stars sweater, does that make Wilson's seat maybe a little warm? 
rightly or wrongly? No. No. You don't think there's a there's a, going to be a contingent of fans again, rightly or wrongly, that will come out and be like, you know, whoop, should have kept paths, as if that means that the sharks would have, you know, that it would have been different. So as as you know, as you both know, I you know I know people, and I I, I checked with those people, and <laughs> as it turns and as it as it turns out, you can only be the GM of one team. And Doug I've Wilson heard is this, not, but I don't believe Doug, it. Doug Wilson is not the GM of Dallas, which means no matter what Dallas does, his job should not be affected by that. That said, if the uh, if Hassel Plattner is taking his job and hiring advice from fans, maybe he should sell the team. <laughs> <laughs> I would prefer if he did not do that because Zasa was willing to spend the big money. So... Either way, uh, a couple other things. Hurricanes going full stars stands on Twitter. I don't know what that is about. Uh, they they posted a poll yesterday asking their followers who they should root for. Oh, okay. Oh. Cute. Makes sense. All right. Love it. So Love in, it. we have seen game one already played. Dallas 4, Tampa Bay 1. No points for Pavs. Good Road does get an assist on the single Tampa Bay goal. Hudobin stopping 35 of 36 since being yanked in game two versus Vegas. Hudobin has posted a 959 save percentage. Is that good? Uh, might be good. <laughs> Hashtag might be good. Uh, I mean, jerk, can anyone else be considered for the Smythe if Dallas wins? You could probably make the argument for Ramiro Heiskinen. Okay, I was gonna say if you or, say, ben, I was gonna say I was gonna... Jamie Ben. Yeah, I feel like you could. I feel like Jamie Ben would probably be your third choice, uh, but I don't know how it's not Anton Hudobin. I mean, b- based on what Ben Bishop did in the playoffs, like Dallas would have lost in the qualifying round if Bishop was in net. So, dude, that's what know. I'm worried about. Like, I'm worried that like Tampa, if they get down two nothing, they're going to be like, we have to run Hudobin. <laughs> get Bishop into this game too sweet, my friends. Um, well, Bishop, Bishop's not even fit to play because he, he was unfit to play and then gets, I think it was game five against the Avalanche. And the Avalanche go up five bagel and Bishop gets pulled and then Bishop's unfit to play again. Like, I didn't know that, like, hurt, like a hurt ego. I didn't know that was under that criteria <laughs> of, you know, the injury specifications. Yikes. You're going to feel real bad when it comes out after the season that Ben Bishop's leg has been removed and, like, just replaced with a couple of popsicle sticks and <laughs> three endangered otters or something like that. You're going to be real upset. He, he's not actually Ben Bishop. He's just three 12-year-olds standing on each other under a yes. trench coat. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, All missing their front teeth. It's funny you bring that up because if you look at like a Ben Bishop who's what? Like 6'5", six, 6'6"? Six, six, the guy is six, huge. Seven. Jesus. Huge. Uh, yeah. So Martin Jones, 6'4". I mean, the, we went through that long run where it seemed like every hockey goalie had to be like, I don't know, a second string basketball height. I don't know what that is about. And then, like, what's Hudobin? Like, 5'10 with the skates on? And he's just stopping everything. So maybe it's like, okay, maybe height really doesn't have to do that much with that. <laughs> if you're just good, you're just good. Archer's Irve was what, like 5'6 on a decent day? And he had a couple of good seasons, so just... Well, and they've, and to your point, I don't know if, if you listen, if either of you listen to TSN Overdrive, but oh! they literally were, they were saying on... 
God, I, I want to say it was Wednesday's episode last week. They literally said that Hudobin looks like your beer league goalie. Like he's got like the butt <laughs> or the gut and the receding hairline. And he just looks like your beer league goalie, but he's like stopping everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of the opposite of amazing, uh, can we just talk about Doc Emmerich for five seconds? <laughs> oh, no, please don't. Oh, can we just my... can we just encase him in cement and dump him in some water and get it over with, please? Someone tweeted exactly what he said at one point. And when somebody says something like in the moment or whatever, I'm sure it's thing, it, like in your head, it probably sounds one particular way and it probably sounds quite well. Uh, but then when you read it written down, you kind of have to go, what the hell is this guy doing? He literally put, if you can believe this, we are nine minutes played into the second period so far, 20 minutes played in the first for a total of 29 minutes. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Are you kidding? We got their numbers. Are you serious? Do yourselves a favor, kids. Just go watch Sportsnet. Do it now. Thank me later. Because <laughs> yikes, dumb. And again, he. This is another polarizing figure. And and this is the funny thing is there are certain people out there. And again, it's subjective, but there's a certain amount of people out there that are just like, oh my god, Doc Emmerich is playoff hockey. You know, it's not the playoffs unless Doc is calling it. And then there's a whole bunch of other people who go, oh, my God, he's the Joe Buck. Like, for some reason, he's at the top, even though he's one yeah. of the worst. So Okay. Oh. The, the people who love Doc are the ones who don't watch regular season hockey ever at all. Probably right. Yeah. Well, and you know, you know why that is, right? Because they're not hockey fans. Because regular season doesn't matter. Well, <laughs> uh, how, did I know? how did I know? How did I know? Check out the big brain on bread. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'll tell you this right now. Talk to a Canadian. Hmm. I'm just saying. The, every Canadian I've spoken to, and I haven't, you know, I haven't, like, spoken to the entire population, but the few that I have, they all think Emmerich sucks. <laughs> that he's horrible, so... Anyway, uh, let's move on to some... Oh, wait a minute. Do we have some Sharks things to talk about? This is a Sharks podcast, after all. Uh, Pierre Lebrun reporting that the Sharks will finally announce that the interim tag has been removed from Bob Bookner. This is supposed to happen in a week or two or so, even though, like, what, Darren Drager reported this, like, I don't know, two months ago? Uh, Of course, there's been no leak of any details yet because it hasn't been officially announced, but... I'm interested to know how long the deal is, how much rope he's going to get. If the Sharks have another slow start, remember there are still some people out there. Now, uh, do the Sharks ever look at Mike Babcock? That's going to be a no. Uh, Gerard Gallant, that would be insanely uh, karma. That would be insane karma. Do you think the Sharks missed out on La Violette? No. No. Show your like, work. Okay, have you seen? You've seen the meme of Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man, yes. like Peter DeBoer and Peter Laviolette. That's essentially exactly. what that is. It's the exactly. same. Like, okay, just to give you an idea. Okay, let me paint a picture for you. Yeah, but it seems like DeBoer does his best work in the first year, where Laviolette takes a couple years. I would disagree with that. I think they're both very similar. I mean, I think stats Lavi- don't bear that out. Well, that's fair. But I just I look at the thing that I look at is. 
you look at the personnel that Nashville has, I mean, you know, one through four, one of the best blue lines in the league. I mean, a top six that's really good. Like, God damn. I mean, Duchesne, Arvidsson, Forsberg, Johansson, Granlin, all those guys. Kyle Turris. 31 out of 31 on the power play. And you look at their goaltending duo. Holy shit. That's what I'm saying. Well, that's but that's what I'm saying. It's like their blue line and their forwards is are so good, and their power yeah. play is so bad. Uh, like the okay. sharks, the sharks make yeah. their money on the power play. There's no way Laviolette would thrive here. Hmm. That's right. how I see. I got you. I got you. Fair. Uh, let's move on to a quick Reddit query: Is Shimmick going to be an expansion draft casualty? I mean anything's possible <laughs> well to, to put it out there you know the deals for carlson and vlasic stipulate they must be protected mario ferraro would be exempt would the sharks expose a 36 year old burns over a 28 year old shimmick if the sharks are unable to deal burns beforehand i don't know i i just no matter what happens i think if you're exposing burns to seattle you should probably get fired yes if you, yeah. if you do not Even get value you, for this guy, there's a serious and, problem. And 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 you know, as I I hate to say this because obviously, all three of us here, all three of us love Radim Shimmick. I mean, this podcast literally started the hashtag Miss You Shimmick. Mm-hmm. But guys like Shimmick are dime a dozen. Like Shut you your lose Radim, you lose Radim Shimmick. You can find a bottom six defenseman who skates well and hits. You can find those guys. Yeah, but can you find the straw that stirs the sharks' drinks? Yeah, in his the name bottom is, six. His name is <laughs> his name is Eric Carlson. Ah. Shut your whore mouth. <laughs> this drink is disgusting. Yeah, I'd like to say, speak I, to I, a manager. I I didn't say how good the drink tasted. I just said that he stirred it. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, our buddy Shang over at San Jose Hockey now spoke with a couple of scouts about who's most tradable among Vlasic, Burns, and EK65. The consensus seemed to be Burns, which I think is unsurprising. Uh, if the Sharks are out of the playoff picture come the next deadline, which would not surprise me in the least, wouldn't Burns be an interesting piece for a competing team? If they're competitive, sure. I, I, I think the point in Burns' favor, or I should say for the Sharks' favor in moving Burns, is, and you know we've we've talked about it, where it's like, you know, Burns is one of the few players where he gets better with age. You know, all of his his best seasons have come after the age of 31, and which like very rarely happens. And and even then, like every season has, with the exception of this past year, every season has been better than the previous. You know, and obviously, if you follow him on Instagram, you know. He's he's very passionate about fitness. He eats a well balanced diet. He does everything he needs to do the right way. Like I don't want I don't want to say he's Nick Lidstrom or Chris Chelios, but I still think he's an elite level player at 36, which you don't see very often. And if the Sharks decide that he doesn't fit in the picture for them, I think there'd be a lot of other teams that do. I mean, you listen to any hockey podcast, hockey radio show, like people can't say enough about the need for right-handed defensemen. And that's what Brent Burns is. Yeah. And there's, uh, I guess there could be a lot to be said for a defenseman who actually kills what he eats. <laughs> hey, at least you know what he's putting in his body. You know, at, at, le- at least you know he's not, you know, after the game, he's not 
you know, he's not rolling over to In and Out Burger and getting a <laughs> getting a getting a couple double doubles to inhale on the plane. You know what I mean? Hashtag no free ads. So of course, no free ads. <laughs> I would love an In and Out Burger right now, you guys. Holy moly! Sponsor. Yeah. The <laughs> most, no free ads. The most disconcerting piece of this article, though, was Scout Three saying Burns was way off the mark, but it looked like it was the losing that was bothering him. I don't. I didn't care much for Vlasic this year, but Carlson didn't know where the fuck he was. That's an actual quote from a scout. I, I don't know that when you're the highest paid defenseman in the league that that is your reputation from a scout is probably a good thing. <laughs> I can see. I can see what he's saying though. That's that's an accurate assessment of Eric Carlson though. Yeah, but probably not the assessment you want for the guy making the most money on your team. If you're Dylan Gambrell, maybe you're going, yeah, I'm still trying to find my way. <laughs> if you're Mirko Mueller, you're still lost. <laughs> Surprising he knows how to get to the arena in the morning. Poor kid. Oh, man. All right. Let's move on to some bits and bites here. Robin Leonard has reportedly agreed to a 5x5 five five extension. Still nothing's official yet. Uh, probably didn't help the room for when it comes to the Golden Knights that that information came out during the bubble hockey play. But either way, Flurry is likely gone. Um, I mean, I'm going to – I'll put this to both of you, but uh, Rocket, do you think when Flurry leaves this organization that he'll be allowed to uh, take the DeBoer sword that was in his back with him? Yeah, I think he will be allowed to. Um, and I think that he's going to go to Aaron Brothers and get it framed and matted. Something, you know, really nice. And have it put over his mantle. Is Aaron Brothers still a thing? I think so. <laughs> I don't know if Michael's bought everything. I don't know. Aaron or Michael, oh, one of them. Oh, okay. One of those two. Um, eh, all right. So um, I do believe that Jerk might have some things to say about Arizona and Minnesota. Well, okay, real quick about this Robin Leonard thing. Oh, I, let her rip. Obvious, okay, obviously, like, the only people who know what's going on in, in the organization are the people in the organization, right? But I thought it was funny, a little, I don't even know what to call it, but so, you know, the fourth period, Dave Pagnota, you know, is the one who broke the Robin Leonard extension. You know, oh, it's it's not signed, it's a verbal agreement, you know, verbal agreement, five years, five million dollars a season. Mm -hmm. And made it a point to say that it's only a verbal agreement at this point, not signed. Yeah. So you fast forward to, I think it was either the pre-game or the post-game Zoom call, and Robin Leonard says nothing's been signed. And it's like, well, yeah, that's what the report said, that <laughs> it was a verbal agreement. Like you're... <laughs> You know, so I, I mean, I know what he meant, but still, it's just like he literally said what everybody else said, which made me laugh. Um, but yeah, so Arizona, ugh, they've done they've done a lot wrong uh, during the well, not them. Uh, the people who work for them have done a lot wrong uh, over the summer, the pause, the fall, whatever the hell we're calling this now. Um, but they hired their new GM. Um, sounds like he's very committed, you know, to the job. He's certainly not going to, uh, leverage a new opportunity and then not take it and then tamper with other players and all that stuff. He's not going to do anything bad. But what I thought was pretty funny is in the Coyotes press release, you know, they do the whole, oh, we've hired this guy. He's really good at this, 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 he's going to do this for us. 
But in the middle of the press release, and in a substantially bigger font than the rest of the press release, they put, he is a man of integrity. Now, to me, that is a total shot at John Chaika. And for those listening, if you don't remember, John Chaika... Is he the uh, one that's responsible for the Arizona getting pee-pee slapped for the combine policies? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he illegally combine tested draft eligible prospects uh, and then quit before he was um, reprimanded for it officially. And so, you know, I said this on the pod when we recorded two weeks ago, you know, Arizona loses a first and a second round pick uh, for the actions of somebody who doesn't work for them anymore, Um, which, you know, it happens. We've all been there. Um, But yeah, Minnesota, Minnesota clearly, uh, they're clearly pissed at how the last few years have gone. You know, the new GM, Bill Guerin, former Shark, as AJ knows, um, <laughs> he nods his head, trying not to remember 2007. Um, I'm just still pissed about what we gave up and how little we got out of him, but go ahead. Yeah, so Minnesota doing just about everything. They traded Eric Stahl to Buffalo for Marcus Johansson, which I think, solid trade for Buffalo. I mean, Buffalo finally gets somebody not named Jack Eichel who can do things. Um, I don't know what the hell Minnesota was doing there. I mean, of course, trust the process. You know, he runs the team. I don't. So what do I know? But from the outside, it doesn't look very good. Um, for, they now, also, for now. For now. You, you may run it in a couple of years. We'll see. Sure. Um, they also announced they're not going to be re-signing Miko Koivu, which doesn't really come as a surprise. I mean, he's, he's just old. He's been injured a lot. But... It's kind of a big deal. One of my good buddies is a Minnesota Wild fan, and the way he explained it to me was, you know, if Joe Thornton just walked away. You know what I mean? It's the same kind of thing. You know, Miko Koivu is, is kind of like that first pillar of their franchise, if you will. You know, the first captain in their history. I don't I don't quote me on this, but I believe he leads their franchise in scoring. So obviously a big piece of them, and he's, you know, out the door there. I don't know if he's going to retire or not. Um they also acquired Nick Bukestad from Pittsburgh for a conditional seventh. But if Bukestad doesn't play in 70 games or score 35 points, Minnesota doesn't even have to give up a draft pick at all. Wow. And I'm Jeez. and I'm wondering I'm wondering if this is a product of the flat cap for the next at least one to three years forcing cap crunch teams to dump players for whatever they can. Hmm. Okay. This oh f u 2020 I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> Minnesota again. Uh, they re-signed Jared Spurgeon seven years, six million dollars a season. Again, my buddy, who's a Minnesota Wild fan, says Jared Spurgeon is the best defensive defenseman in the league. He corroborated that fact with some numbers and data and charts and all that fun stuff. And I think the eye test confirms that as well. I mean, it's you know a hell of a deal for them. I think it makes Matt Dumba expendable. Um, I don't think that's indicative of his talent or his skill. I just think it's a matter of, you know, they have a very expensive blue line and they don't have an NHL caliber center. (laughs) So (laughs) they have a lot to figure out, but they're doing things, which I think if you're a fan of a team who just hired a new GM, like you want them to be doing things. You know what I mean? Oh boy. Arizona and Minnesota. You guys are fun to watch. Uh, The Caps, we, we talked about Laviolette earlier. The Capitals hire Laviolette as their head coach for the next three years, replacing Todd Reardon, who, of course, replaced Barry Trotz after winning their first Stanley Cup. Sure. 
Uh, Jim Montgomery gets an assistant gig with the St. Louis Blues. You'll remember Jim got the old Spanish Archer early last December for unprofessional conduct for substance abuse issues, 32 games into his second season as a Stars coach. Hopefully the former Shark can turn it around. Uh, the Ottawa Senators unveiled their new old logo jersey something on October 6th. It was leaked like a month ago, whatevs. It's still the ugliest logo in the East, in my opinion. <laughs> it's, it's the... I, I, I think the Florida Panthers would like a word. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Mm. Uh, no, I'd st- I think I'd still go Senators because... Uh, and for those of you watching the video portion of this, I'd like to show you the difference between the Ottawa logo. Here's what it's like today. Here's what it'll be like on October 6th. <laughs> Fascinating, isn't it? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, and based on their Twitter, the Calgary Flames are joining the party and announcing something on October 5th. Uh, of course, if you follow Jerk on Twitter, you knew about what this was a year and a half ago. Of course. Of course. Which begs the question, when are the Sharks finally going to announce what's going on with their jerseys for their 30th anniversary season <laughs> next year? It's like, we speculated on this last January. If you go to the Adidas website or the abhorrent NHL shop, you will find an extremely limited edition of Sharks jerseys. Uh, Adidas.com actually has had the Sharks teal jerseys for half off for quite some time now. Uh, you know, you might also remember last February going into March, the Sharks store was running a big stale sale on stealth jerseys. <laughs> uh, kids, just to let you know, part of retail, if you're not replenishing your stock, it's pretty indicative that change is on the horizon. So, uh, in the words of Hockey Jerk, San Jose... Whip it out! <laughs> Come on. Uh, sources say contract talks between the St. Louis Blues and Blues captain Alex Petrangelo have broken off. The team has advised Petro to pursue unrestricted free agency. Um, how did that work for the last team that couldn't get something done with their captain, Rocket? Uh, who was that? Uh, I was think that, his name is Joe Pavelski. Okay. Yeah, I thought maybe that was like some other. I mean, if he's going to walk, he's going to walk. Man's Man deserves a paycheck. Man's going to get paid. <laughs> Tall hockey man gets money. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I mean, just... like, put your feelings in your back pocket and remember this is a business. There you go. Well, I... If you hear our listen to our buddies over at Let's Go Blues, they're just kind of like, uh, "Dude, we got our cup. Go ahead, bye." <laughs> <laughs> well, and and I think too, I think the Blues are more, I think the Blues are more equipped to lose Petro. You know, I mean they they bring in Justin Falk and extend him. They bring in Marco Scandella and extend him. They still have Colton Pareko. I mean, even without Petro, the right side of their blue line is very very good, and. You know, we we kind of, you know, the three of us, we kind of, you know, snapped it around a little bit. Oh, could Petro maybe go to Vegas? I don't think that's in the cards anymore. But I think with Petro, it's going to be a situation where even teams, it's going to be similar to John Tavares, I think, where even teams who can't afford him and don't have room for him are going to want to seat at the table just to talk to him. 
you know, or per, perhaps drive the price up, make him more a little more expensive for the team that takes him. That too, and and you know what? And again, if you have to whip out the internet, that's that's fine. I'll let you do that. But do either of you happen to know um, what uh, handedness Petro is? Perhaps I'm gonna perhaps just a, go and say right. You might be correct that might be true no way to know for sure obviously um <laughs> he's ambidextrous he uses two different yeah. sticks <laughs> but you know it's kind of it's kind of what i was going back to earlier right where it's like you know elite defensemen are at a premium already and you have a right-handed elite defenseman like you know he's you know big bucks that's all i'm gonna say like i'm honestly if, if i'm petro he shoots I, right yeah exactly and if i'm petro Whoever I'm meeting with, whether, you know, Vegas or, you know, Vancouver, Toronto, whoever the hell signs him, I'm, I'm, I'm going on to Cap Friendly. I'm doing a little search of uh, Eric Carlson, and I'm like this. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Just, I mean, the, the, you know, Eric Carlson has scored much more than Alex Petrangelo has, but a right-handed defenseman skates very well, does everything right, and... I would argue has been better than Eric Carlson the last two years. I don't know how you don't at least ask for that. I know. See, and that's the thing that, that I think could make things again, rightly or wrongly, everybody's going to have, you know, what, well, if, if you're a jerk, you know, everybody's going to have one, t- their one take and it's either going to be the right one or the stupid one. But <laughs> <laughs> there's already been a, you know, talk about people, looking at the future of next season and it's got a, you've looked at what's happened in the bubble playoffs it's like man look at kale mccarr look at queen hughes like these guys are just amazing you got john carlson who's you know i think the the likely pick to win the norris this season but they're talking about the norris for next season they're mentioning five different they're even talking about um oh who was it jerk you mentioned him at one point. It was it was a Yossi? Heiskinen. Heiskinen, yes, Heiskinen. So you've yeah. got yeah, Makar, Heiskinen, Hughes, or whatever. You know what name is not being bandied about? Eric Carlson, the most expensive defenseman. That's a little mm-hmm. disconcerting, but give it. We got seven more years on the deal. Just give it time. All right, <laughs> let it. Let yeah, let it percolate. Okay. <laughs> oh, I know words. <laughs> <laughs> let it percolate. I know words. Dude. I have the best words. Uh, speaking of the best words, Yoel Shellman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where, where, where is he? And uh, is, isn't he, he playing with some lower level team now? Yeah. So our friend Shang, love him. Hello, Shang, if you're watching or listening. Um, Shang reported that Yoel Shellman is starting the year in the Al Svenskin with. I, I spent about five minutes on Google Translate trying to figure out how to pronounce this. I think it's Chihanstas or Shrihanstas. I really tried, guys. I, if that's wrong, I'm sorry. Um, but it's a team in the Alsvenskin, and they're the farm team of Shellman's hometown team, which I think that's just a cool little detail because, you know, obviously going back to his roots. But if I'm not mistaken, I believe Shellman kicked up a bunch of cash to his hometown SHL team so they could continue mm. to operate. So I, I think that's just a cool little story. And, you know, before anybody freaks out, his deal with, with in the Allsvenskin, game, there's an NHL out. As soon as training camp for the Sharks starts, he's coming right back over. But I think it's smart for these guys who can go over, you know, to 
to skate around a little bit, snap it around, you know, get that good feeling. Marcus Sorensen, Shang also said Sorensen is rumored to be going over to the Alsvenskin as well. I certainly wouldn't be opposed to that. Bunch of guys with the Barracuda are in various leagues as well. You know, um, Jonathan Dolan, Joseph Koranash, um, uh, Manny Wiederer, all going oh, over to yeah. Europe until trading camp comes back. I, I think it's smart. You know, the if everything goes according to plan, it'll have been nine months between times that the Sharks and Barracuda have touched the ice. If that's that's if everything goes according to plan. Oh, For all man. we if, know, if Hurdle not... and Carlson aren't one hundred thousand percent right <laughs> after all that time off the ice, yeah, no kidding. What, what was the name of this? Help. What, was, what was the name of what? The the thing that you uh, tried to figure out on Google Translate or whatever. Oh, the name of the team he played with. It's 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 spelt like Christian with a K and then Stads at the end of it. Um, but Google Translate, I think it's Chihanstas or. Shihanstas? I couldn't really tell. She was talking too fast. This is a city, or this is like the new single from Ramstein? Ha, ha, ha. Du host. Anyway. Uh, finally, when will the next season start? Anybody? <laughs> Initial December reports. December 15th. See? 2022. Didn't you hear? Oh, didn't you hear? There, there's. Yeah, I was gonna say. Didn't didn't you hear? Everybody in the world will have a vaccine by 2024. That's when it's gonna come back. <laughs> yeah. They're gonna play. They're gonna play the 2021 season in 2024. <laughs> they're gonna play three seasons in one calendar year. No, they're uh, gonna play. They're gonna play one of those seasons all on um, EHL Sports. <laughs> it's gonna be a virtual season. Oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> we can get NFL Sunday ticket through DirecTV, or you can get NHL Center Ice on Twitch. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Initial reports said December 1st. Bettman and Daly recently hinted it could be pushed back to late September or even January. We could start. Who is it? Uh, who? Is it, uh, was it Minnesota that had, who's got the game in January, the outdoor it's Minnesota and ooh, I want to say St. Louis who has the winter classic. Oh, that, yeah, that would make sense. Um, oh, how, that's frigid. It's I mean, a frigid meeting. Maybe Minnesota you... and yeah, Minnesota and St. Louis. And by the way, not to brag or anything, but you know, uh, I had a ticket to that game, so hopefully there's a vaccine by then. Go ahead. <laughs> so, <laughs> I guess we'll see if 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 Minnesota and St. Louis that starts the season. That would be nice. I guess cool. place your bets. I mean, Rocket, if we if we say it's January 1st, like that's our starting point. You've got a wallet full of cash. You have to put it on before January 1st or after. Which way are you going? After. Actually, no. You know what? Oh, gosh. I'm going to say, I'm going to say before. <laughs> You are the gonna, person that pisses off roulette wheel spinners. I know. This is why I don't. <laughs> I, this is why I stay away from table games. I'm a slot person. No, I, I think this is is probably going to be before January first, but it'll be late December. All right. Uh, if you're uh, our our resident craps person, sure. Uh, well, you know what? Normally, um, you know, when the puck's off, normally you don't want to roll. Um, you don't want to roll aces because one and one, you lose your bet when the puck is off, but uh, hence I'm going to say out. it's, yeah, also crapping out. Um, you know, unless you, unless you throw down on aces, then you do want that. And in this case, I'm going to throw down 10 bucks on aces. One, one, January one. I think that's when the season's starting. All right. 
Cool. We'll allow it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All I can hear is a Yo Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 no. Give me, give me, give me that, give me that pass line. Give me that five, six, nine on the field. We're rolling. Always, um. always bet to come if you're into that. Um, <laughs> this so. has been the San Jose Sharks gambling corner. <laughs> <laughs> so, <Cocktails>, beverages. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're just about to wrap this up. And hey, this is the closest we've come to a tight forty-five, possibly ever. Uh, I'm pretty proud. Uh, if you were unaware, we recently had a little talk with former Sharks defenseman Dan Boyle. Go check that out. Recently had talks with Sonia Tydeco from NBCSN Bay Area Sports. Uh, former Shark Rob Zettler, all-star MVP legend John Scott. So those are sitting there on the YouTube channel. Go check those out. We will be back with you whenever the Stanley Cup final is uh, completed. <laughs> whenever that, in fact, may be. And then after that, uh, you probably won't see the Pucknologist for a hot minute. But uh, <laughs> it's not like Teal Town, like we won't have some things to say because, Christ almighty, there are free agency things to discuss, draft dates, all sorts of interesting, uh, fun Eric. <laughs> Eric also made us choose our favorite jerseys way back when. Oh, that's right. We still have a show that uh, Jerk, Putt Guy, and myself have to put together where we select our – What if we did a draft for the best and worst third jerseys, right, or alternate jerseys. Oh, yeah. wow. That's, I was going to say, if, if you're a big nerd, that's where you want to be. That's yeah. some quarantine shit right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised um, – <laughs> Oh God! What's the guy who down ranks goes brown? It? Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised. Down goes brown hasn't already done three articles I'm seriously, on this. Seriously, I'm Tom. I'm shocked too. You just gave him his next article. Oh, <laughs> top, Watch. Top 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 thirty one jerseys. Top thirty one home jerseys in the league. <laughs> you won't believe number seventeen. Dude, hey, you know, jerk. I I heard there's a uh, heard there's a. a Pavelski size hole in the Sharks lineup and only one guy can fill it. Do you know who that might be? You know, I'm starting to wonder if it's Joe Pavelski. Uh, I mean, you might be right. Could be. I mean, there's no way to know for sure. Christ almighty. Please, NBC Sports Bay Area website. Come on. Just try. That's all we ask. Just try. <laughs> <laughs> Christ almighty. Uh, any final things here? Oh, we, of course we have to, uh, we're not selling these, but I think everybody should buy one. <laughs> Just saying, if you don't own the Joe exotic Pavelski shirt, go get yourself some, go get yourself. If you're not going to get a Pavelski Jersey, <laughs> at least go get one of these, man. They're too the cool. Guy. He's just bound to be. Uh, associated with the cats between the Joe Pavelski, <laughs> right? That is solid. And the, yeah, Dude. and the Tiger King reference. That, that's poor some, man. That's some. That, that's good knowledge right there. That's. You sound <laughs> like you could be an informed fan. Uh, this, this show is not for me then. <laughs> <laughs> so Rocket, despite that it being like printed right here on the graphics where can people find you on social media <laughs> you can find me on social media at our backhander 76 
That's over on Twitter.com talking about, I don't know, like hockey and every so often like makeup and, and like goofy, what do they call it? Pop culture and stuff. And yeah, I got a new job. I work at a hardware store. So I'm pretty sure there's going to be jokes about soffits and tape measures on there eventually. So prepare yourselves for some dad humor. Oh, God. And also uh, check out my pictures on Instagram. Again, like I said, just got this new gig and some of the stuff that's in the store is ridiculous. So I'm pretty sure I'm going to be just like popping off here pretty soon with some weird photographs of, like uncut keys and crap like that. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> give me a follow over at uh, Rocket Backhand or One Word on Instagram. That's it. AJ? Dad humor? What? What? What's What's Forrest Gump's computer password? <laughs> what? One Forrest one. <laughs> That's terrible. Uh, and that is your lead-in jerk. <laughs> See, I would I would have laughed at that if it was funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, okay, so a uh, little bit. I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. <laughs> Rocket, I want to, let me give you some. You mentioned uncut keys. Let me let you in on a little oh, secret. Jesus Christ. If somebody brings you a key that says "Do not copy" on it, that doesn't mean cannot copy. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know. Um, okay, obviously, follow me on Twitter at hockey underscore jerk. We're talking about hockey. We're talking hockey. Yeah, obviously the San Jose Sharks, um, San Jose Barracuda. Whenever they come back, the NHL. God, if I can get my ass up at 7 a.m. to watch the KHL, that. Um, I'll leave you with a fun story. If you are like me and like AJ and probably like Rocket and you like Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, sponsor, no free ads, you know, you can go to Target and you can get yourself a bag of six two-packs for $5, which is 12 cups, solid deal. Or if you go a little deeper into the candy aisle, you can find a bag of 60 cups which is five times the amount, and it's only double the price. That's your tip for the week. Back to you, AJ. But can you tell me who Reese's is following on Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know. Um, <laughs> Just saying. Not anybody fun, I'm sure. <laughs> they should. Let's be honest. They should be following two accounts. Jif Peanut Butter, Hershey's Chocolate. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Uh, I'm AJ underscore strong on all the social media. That's where you can find me over there. Do us a favor. Be safe. Be healthy. Wash your damn hands. Wear a goddamn mask for Christ's sake. And this is the end of episode 109, the round three wrap up again. We will find you after the Stanley Cup has been held high and proudly by one Mr. Joe Pavelski. That's That's when we're coming back. If that does not happen... We'll probably still come back, but we're just not going to be as happy about it. That's all. It's fine. It's fine. I'm going to keep telling myself it's fine. Fine. It's, it's fine. fine. It's you fine. You win either way, AJ. Oh, I kind of feel like I don't, but all right. Have a good night, everybody.